Welcome to episode 116 of The Space In Between, and we are wrapping up our self-discovery series here today with Amanda. So if you've been listening in the past two weeks, you have been able to sit with Michelle and Ashley and listen in a bit on their own stories and hopefully walk away with some of your own self-discovery and self-care practices uh, through, through their own sessions. And I would encourage you if you listen to these two and then listen to Amanda's today and you're still curious and want to dive in, sign up for your own self-discovery session with me. You can go over to nomadalwaysatome.com. Just click on Phoebe and you'll see my page and what I offer and you can sign up right there. And I would love to meet with you and see how I can guide you and, and be a service in your own journey. And also what's happening in Nomadland, if you're not ready for just a one-on-one experience, we have something else in, in the works. It's actually, while the time you listen to this, we have just begun and you can still join in to Who Are You Becoming? So this is a six-week program where you get your own six weeks of practices. Every week you get a movement practice, guided meditations, journal prompts, other expanded awareness practices that you can start to really integrate into your life and take action into your life. So you can really fully embody who it is you are already and enhance it, expand it, and radiate out into this world and make whatever it is that you want to become, bring it to this reality. So you can go over to nomadalwaysathome.com. Oh, and in addition to that six-week program, the best part of it is that I think is that we just began our six weeks of calls. So you can join me and a beautiful group of other becomers where we sit every week in on a session and I mentor you. So we have just a few people in the hot seat each week and you get an opportunity to bring whatever it is that you're feeling challenged by and I'll offer you practices and to integrate into your life and really help you get through those obstacles and let them move through you. So that will be for six weeks once you sign up, you'll join those calls. You'll get the, the whole program. It's awesome. I'm so excited to be offering it yet again because it's a very, very beautiful journey of transformation uh, for you all, but then also I get to witness it and also be, be in that transformation with you. So I look forward to being with you all there. You can, again, go over to nomadalwaysathome.com. You just go to the services and events link, and you'll it'll take you there. And, and just while you're there, check out this new website. We launched it a couple of weeks ago. I'm so proud of the work that our team did and myself. And uh, it's just, it's, I love, I just kind of love navigating and seeing where it goes. It's on your own little journey over there. So you can see other things that we have lots of freebies like yoga practices and meditations and, and lots of other th- great things like this podcast and the journal, our nomad journal. So, uh, head over there and let's now go ahead and sit with Amanda. All right. I am here with Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Welcome. And I am really excited to have you here. And I was just speaking before about you're my guinea pig. We're trying something new in this self-discovery session. And I'm, again, so very grateful that you volunteered your time and 
and your energy and sharing a little bit more of your intimate experience. So, um, so we're going to do this self-discovery session here on the podcast today. And, and we were also kind of laughing before because we were figuring out how we were connected and we took the same somatic therapy course on um, embodied philosophy, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and so, and I'm really grateful to know that because a lot of what we're going to do today, the conversation we'll have and the practices that I'll be offering you will be um, part of what we did together in that training. So uh, I'll get to also get that feedback too. So again, thank you so much. <laughs> So yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. And so before we dive into the the session of that, do you want to share anything in terms of where you are or what what's going on in your life right now before we do a little centering into the session? Um, you could say I'm just juggling and balancing um, all my responsibilities at the moment between um, business. Um, I'm also taking a uh, business program and then also my own home responsibilities. I'm just struggling at the moment. Juggling um, lot, yeah. I'm just finding what, finding that balance. Oh, I understand. Okay, good. Well, um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a little centering together. So you and I are both seated. We're both on Zoom. And so what we'll do is just if you feel that you're in a comfortable place and if you feel comfortable to close your eyes or you could focus on a point ahead of you, and we're just going to simply take a few collective breaths to align our energy here together and, and anybody listening to this at the when they're listening. So we'll take a deep breath in through the nose and a big exhale, sigh it out. Just to let your bones land where they land. And again, another breath in to fill up your container. Yeah, another easeful exhale out. And see if there's a softening, some sort of relaxed sensation in the body. One more breath in. Another exhale out. And before we transition into sharing together today, just simply notice what you notice in the experience of your body right now. Are there any sensations? Just see what's here for you in the next few breaths. And if there's one specific place where there is sensation, just allow yourself to um, zoom in on that and breathe with it for the next three breaths. And perhaps the awareness in that space shifts the energy in some way, or maybe it amplifies it, or it dissipates. Just notice. And then when you feel that you're ready to transition back into sharing here today, you can open the eyes if they were closed. And okay. yeah, so welcome again, Amanda. What's that? You're feeling sleepy. Did anything come up? Yeah. Did anything come up for you when you were feeling in your body? It sounds like you're connected to 
this practice of being aware in your body. Um, so did anything come up for you here and just that centering? Um, most definitely. Definitely it's been a struggle um, releasing from my neck area. You could just say here, um, neck, shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not as bad as, it's not bad today, but I still feel something there when I am breathing. Um, and at first I definitely see myself curling in a bit more. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's because like, I, I do know I need to work on my posture, but I know that as I'm breathing, I just tend to just want to curl in and just sleep. Um, mm-hmm. so I just noticed that. Um, and then as I try to stay up and straighten myself up a bit more, I do notice like right here, it's a bit tight. Mm-hmm. So when you're, mm-hmm. you said you curl in a little bit, you know, like this collapse in the chest, I'm imagining when you say that. Mm-hmm. And so the breath is sort of in this space of like the upper chest. When you do that, there's a little bit more breath here. Sorry, you froze. Oh, I was just saying your breath feels like just a bit more maybe concentrated in the upper chest when you do that. So less breath into the neck and the shoulders. Yeah. Sure, you can say that. Okay. And so when you sit up, yeah. like you're doing it right now, you're sitting up straight and you came into that posture and you that's when you feel a little bit more of that tension in the shoulders and the neck. Yeah. 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 It's so uncomfortable, but I know it's better for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, so, uh, so a couple of the questions that we had, you know, I sent you a questionnaire before to sit with some questions and, and so one of the questions I was asking is, um, what do you hope in connecting with your body in a new way and transforming your life? If you have, if any, yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it. Go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, it's definitely exploring some new intents about myself, um, seeing if I have any other strengths. Because I know my bodies are very powerful um, and they display a lot. I would say also gaining fresh perspectives and becoming more liberated and comfortable with my body. So clearly you see that me having to sit up straight obviously is a posture issue. Um, but like I enough to just be able to sit up straight and be comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. So just one example. Um, so that's um, what I hope to gain in um, my body a bit more and transforming my life. Yeah, what is it? So what I'm curious to know, like, what does it mean to you when you sit up straight? Like, what is there an image of a person or an energy that that resonates with you when you like picture somebody or yourself doing that? What what does that mean for you? Um, well, the first thing that comes to my head right now is supporting myself, because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I'm trying to support myself to stay up. Um. But of course, if I would look like, you know, um, on the road or watch somebody in a movie or a show, it's more like confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm home right now, so it's just like I'm in my safe zone. So it's like I don't feel the need to straighten up and everything. I It's my safe environment. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I'm not so, caught, I'm not so, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cautious or focused on trying to make sure my posture is right. Yeah. But again, I'm also noticing it as I'm talking to you, so I'm trying to keep my posture up. Yeah. But it, it's a bit uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because you're saying like it's almost like this armor, this sitting up straight when you're out there. Because what you said just now is you sit, you kind of in your safe place at home. You can kind of relax into this shape of like the shoulders hunching. But when you sit up straight, it's almost like you're putting the word you use was confidence. And so you go out uh-huh. into the world and it's like, I'm taking on the world here today, right? Do you feel like it's an armor to you or am I putting words in your mouth? Uh, I never even thought about armor, to be honest. Um, I definitely am mindful when I am going out, not just for the sake of my body structure and posture, having posture is good, but even just when I'm out with people, I try to maintain good posture. It does help help my confidence, but also because it's how people see you and how you're sitting can give off the wrong impression as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what armor, but that's really a good different perspective I didn't even look at. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I offer that word to you is because, you know, as you said, at home, you were just sitting in that safe space. You know, you were that's that's why I was just playing with that idea. So maybe that's something for you to think about because you were saying, I'm at home, I'm in the safe place. And that's kind of where you're, as you're saying, like sitting and not worrying so much about how you're sitting up. Um, yeah. So something to s- sit with and maybe think about. And then um, some other questions we had was, uh, are there any fears? Are there any fears that might come up in connecting with your body in a different way or taking steps to make um, in changing your life? Is there anything that's like sitting with you that came up as you were with these questions? Can I ask you a question before, the, before I answer that question? Yeah. Um, what does connecting with your body really mean? Okay, well... I'm sorry, I'm just doing that because I was expecting to be I was expecting like a whole like session where it's movement. So I was really like, I was on the floor, the carpet, um, just more of a talking. Yeah. Um, right now, so I just wanted to get a better idea before I answer that question. I love it. Well, so I, well, I'm going to answer your question with a question. What does connecting with your body mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my perspective. But, but I also, yeah, so what does connecting with your body mean? Um, wow, okay. Oh, wow. I could just say the obvious, but I really am trying to think a bit deeper yeah. here. I just say the obvious until I can see what else comes up. I'd say definitely understanding what it needs. Um just figuring out like what's uncomfortable in me and what's not. And I don't mean just mean tension in the body. I mean, just like what comes up, um, arises up in my brain as well. Um, let's see. I understanding what brings it joy, what brings it strength, what complements my body, just what, it, what looks good on my body. Um, wow, this is a good question. I guess figuring out how to be connected inside my body and not outside. Like, if, for example, if you're on survival, it's easy to slip out um, in connection with your body and not know what's going on with it. Yeah. I think all of that is really beautiful, and it's all right, right? That's the that's the beautiful thing is that there's no right or wrong in this. And so the reason why I and I answered your question with that question to you is, you know, this is what it, 
what these words are, right? There, we use these words, we use different words like connection, uh, but it resonates with each person. Just that word connect can mean so many different things. And I'll use an example. Um, in the course that I, I teach with my community, this month we do a theme. Every month we have a theme. And this month has been about spirituality and what spirituality means to you. And so we had this question of what does spirituality mean to you? And we had every single person had their very own individual um, reason of you know what what it actually means to them. And, and the word actually, and this is why I thread it back to, to our conversation is that everybody in that conversation had some sort of word of connection and connection was to different things. It was connection to my breath or connection to my community or connection to God and connection to, you know, dot, 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 dot. And, and it's quite interesting that you're coming back and you asking this question of connection. So what does connection actually mean to even go deeper into that conversation I had a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> um, and so for me, you know, I don't want to divert away from you asking me. For me, the connection is, um, you know, the contrast of what you said. You you thought you were going to come on and we're going to move together around in our body. I'm a mover. I'm a dancer. I love that. I love that connection to my body in space and time and, you know, moving to music and connecting with other people through movement too. But then I think a lot of connection too is the stillness. It's that play between the movement and the stillness. Yeah, girl. (laughs) That's where I go. That's where I go. Can you just rewind? What did you say? Out of the connecting is in the stillness. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, connection. It is. It's in the stillness. And I think that a lot of us, we do think that we have to move and we have to go in our Western world. You and I are in like the Western world, right? Uh, and and that's something that um, for me, like in this past year of us all being in some sort of lockdown, right, um, that we had to be still. We had to be still. But then we also found our ways. I don't know about you, and I would hear more about your journey in a moment, but like we still we still found our ways of, of being busy, right? Like all of a sudden our schedule was booked with Zooms. And so connection, <laughs> connection, it can be this, you and I have never met and we, you know, we are meeting in Zoom and we're having this really de- beautiful connection right now. But I think for both of us, we're both connected to what's experience, we're experiencing individually, right? We can feel grounded in who we are in our bodies because you and I have both done the work in our various own lives. But then that's making us um, that space for a deeper connection between the two of us because we can be present, right? And we're not like going through our to-do list. Well, at least I'm not. Hopefully you're not either. You can be present, right? But we're going through, we're not going through, oh, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. We're, we're connecting to our body. We're breathing. That's why we did the centering at the beginning together, right? To connect into breath and to connect into body. And so that when we opened our eyes and we're here now having this conversation together, we're even more connected, right? Um, so I don't know. How does that feel for you? I'm not going to lie. Until you brought that up, I just, I just felt a bit anxious. Like, I think it's what you're saying is true. When you, when you did this, I think I'm very excited to movement. And when you yeah. do this, I'm like, oh, my God. I, I just feel like a stream of like anxiety just hitting because it was more of a visual for me. Yeah. Um, 
it's kind of like, please, please, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, please just be still for five seconds, just for, for the sake of me, because I'm like, you're kind of visualizing what that looks like for me, being all busy, and it just, it just makes me very anxious, like, when you were like, but it was like a good, yeah. it was a good visual to see, right? Because yeah. you don't get to see, like, you think you're, like, really, like, not doing that much, but then you really are, yeah. but seeing that, it just kind of gives me anxiety from the outside, not mm-hmm. that's how you look mm-hmm. when you're doing the most, so that's what I just observed just now. Yeah. Um, so, God, you kind of put your hands down, because I just, <laughs> yeah. um, well, and <laughs> I'll, calm me down from, like, here to here, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and because they're not seeing us, right, what I was doing was I was moving my hands all around my head and kind of, like, frenetically right I was kind of moving all around (laughs) 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 so so yeah so there was this like spastic kind of movement that I was doing which was causing that anxiety for you and and you know it's interesting because when we first started to speak you were talking about this juggling this idea of you're juggling a lot and and I'm now curious to know a little bit more um, about what is it that you're juggling what what are all of these different things that you're doing or roles that you're playing in your life that you're juggling? Um, if you don't mind sharing. I guess maintaining my relationship with myself, um, maintaining my house, eating three meals a day, if eating three meals a day, cooking, um, connecting with others when they need me, but I just had to set up boundaries as well but my phone's always like yesterday it was ring. it's usually not yesterday's ring off the hook it was just like everybody calling man today and it was just yeah no um and balancing my business and school work um, i'm done school but it's just more like a program okay. to help me like better and uh, push my business to the next level um so i'm balancing that I'm also balancing like just myself into my personal goals and building up my self development. So I'm balancing that um, and other things that at home as well. Do you have other people in your household? I do. Okay. How many people in your house? Um, two. Two other people. And are you? Are they dependent on you? Um, no. Okay. Not not no. Back then, yes, but now not so much. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to juggle in terms of taking care of them and getting the meals or taking them to places that are on their own? No. Okay. They're, they're good. I sometimes do so because I just to come, because I work from home as well. Yeah. Um, so I sometimes like to like help out in the act because they go to work um, out go out so just to help in terms of like providing healthy meals yeah. um, or just meals in general. Um, I sometimes do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any pets? Do you have any animals in your home? Funny enough, I actually wanted a dog, but then I was like, I was so afraid of them. So it's just a really contradictory thing. <laughs> and I have a lot of cords, so I don't think that's the wisest thing. I wanted a puppy, um, but no, I don't have any pets. Okay. Yeah. And so that is a lot. And, and you know, um, I think when I'm looking at your list, I think that I have a lot of the same, you know, I... I don't have two people in my household. I, I'm living by myself, but I know this. I I really appreciate what you just said. Like even just the three meals a day, I think that we forget that. I mean, before <laughs> modern times, I mean that was what you did. You get up and you make food for yourself and your community, and that was basically what we did. It was just about waking up and providing food and nourishment for ourselves and connecting with others, and we didn't have to 
run around and do all these other odd jobs. So I think that I, I really appreciate that you you brought that to your consciousness that even those three meals a day is something that you have to put your on your to-do list, right? Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when time is food is done, I'm just like, am I really hungry anymore? And now I'll <laughs> eat halfway through the meal and I'm just like, ah, the rest, and I'll, I'll eat half of the meal and I say that supposedly I'm cooking vegetables or corn or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll come back later. I ate half of the meal already. And <laughs> I'm just hungry or taking too long or honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that we need to remember to get back to that, that 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 is a priority. That's part of our self-care. That's part of our lively, you know, we need to eat in order to do all the other things. Yeah. Um, So and I'm hoping that through our conversation and through practices that I offer you today, that maybe at the end that we'll at least we'll be able to give you resources that that can ground you a bit more so you don't feel like you're juggling in this way that you're being pulled in various directions. That'll really sound like really be in a way that you can feel grounded and centered and not all over the place. And when I do those spastic movements of my hands, <laughs> I know I resist it. When you do that, I know. And I have, and I like to talk with my hands cause I'm a dancer. No, no, no. When you put it up on this, that, that certain movement, like your, your hands are fine. When you go up, it's just, yeah. yeah, go ahead, yeah. Well, you know, that's something that we want to think about. Even just that, right? What you were saying is that having my hands, even not just you, but like watching somebody else put their hands in their air and how, for me, um, well, what is that? You're saying it creates anxiety. And for me too, I, it doesn't create anxiety, but it's this um, sense of like out there, right? As opposed to being down and in your body and grounded, so that's what I'm hoping for our conversation today, that we can give you ways of feeling more centered and grounded so that whether it's you or whether it's other people having that frenetic movement, right? Um, whether it's just a gesture of a hand or, or the calling, like you said, you had to put up a lot of boundaries with, with your friends recently. Um, and that's like this kind of frenetic energy of always calling, right? And feeling pulled yeah. in different directions that you can be centered in a way that you can see the phone and not go, hmm, okay, they're calling. I don't have to pick that up. Right. You can come, yeah. And not even, and not even let it be like that, that moment of anxiety that you, you experienced just with me making that gesture. Right. Um, so I want to get back to the question of the fear. So you were asking about connection. So I said, is there are there any fears that come up? Yeah, are there any fears um, that come up for you in terms of connection? Um, I guess it's more like realizing if I connect, realizing how much progress I haven't made in healing in my healing journey, or I haven't, or I have, um, and then the aspect of thinking, okay, if I haven't made this much progress. Can I really tap into my potential or do I have to stay stuck here, you know, mm-hmm. um, before, you know, going ahead? I would say I understand the aspect of helping yourself before you help others, but I'm saying in terms of, like, you're very aware, you know what you need to work on, what you don't need to work on, but, like, can you really be able to be the impact you wish you want to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, or you do have to stay stuck here until you're fully healed, but then it goes back to the aspect you're never fully, like, you're not perfect and you never will fully be, like, this being you know and i guess you will have you always have flaws you have mistakes so it's just that aspect of juggling um that mindset and just being able to still push through and still produce without feeling like 
you know, you have to be at a certain place before you can. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to offer because what what you said was we'll never be perfect. But what if what if you are perfect? What if you are perfect right now and complete and whole? What does that feel to you as I say that? It got me grounded again. It <laughs> <laughs> really did get me grounded again. Um, yeah, it, did, it just got me grounded again, definitely. Yeah. It, it, reminded, it reminded me of my identity, so it definitely got me grounded. Mm. Yeah, I think at times we feel like there's something outside of ourselves that we have to work towards. As you said, you're you're working almost towards it, but you also know that you're not getting there. That was what I was hearing you speak, that you were speaking of, of what if I realize that I'm stuck and I haven't made the progress that I wish that I had already made um, in, this, in this idea of fear of connection. But what if you could just change that perspective of, oh, I'm already here. I'm already complete and whole. And everything that I continue to do on my healing journey is just is adding to it, right? It's just adding onto it rather than there's a lack of. How does that feel for you? Mm. Mm, it's, a, mm, home. It's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a chew on it moment. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm still chewing on that. <laughs> yeah, you can chew on it. Just keep chewing on it. Um. let me just meditate on that (laughs) yeah definitely Um, you know and the other word that I heard you speak of is stuck this word stuck and so I'm hearing two different images of you you know you're stuck and you're also juggling a lot and when I hear these two images I'm kind of picturing you, Amanda, like running on a hamster wheel. So you're doing all this stuff, right? Like at a hamster wheel, it's like running, 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 but it's not going anywhere. It feels it's stuck, right? Uh, does that resonate with you at all? Does that feel like something? Yeah, like not making progress, even though I'm trying. Yeah. Um, like I planned out my whole day yesterday. Like I know that nothing's ever going to go right, but I planned out my whole day yesterday and what I need to get done, I did not even get done. Um, but I ate. <laughs> I mean, at least I ate, right? Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I really, I, I even know the task. I mean, let me get these. I would say I have other tasks around it, but top, my top, my top priority was just at least get two things done, and the two things I did not get done. Um, and it was just really frustrating because I have to put it, continuously putting it to the next day, and I have like other three tasks I got to add, I got to get done today. It's just kind of like, uh, you know. Okay. Um, even when I'm planning, I'm still not. As I'm trying to plan to, I can prioritize. But it's just like I'm not making progress, which is really frustrating because I'm mm-hmm. trying to use different ways to do it, and it's just not helping. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm not trying to sound ungrateful either. I'm trying to also be grateful at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, do you feel like you're putting too much on your day that almost in a way that you, you couldn't, couldn't possibly do all of those things? So it's always going to feed over to the next day and the next day. Do you feel that what you're putting on your list is realistic? Uh-huh. 
Um, it looks realistic, but then mm. I'm just thinking about now I'm losing that one hour, and I'm like, I'm, I'm also dressing to that as well. Yeah. I mean, if I were to just sit home and just not do anything, I feel like it would be realistic. But I think what really stops me is the getting up to cook and to eat. That kind of takes away some hours from doing things, and then I'm like, oh shoot, let me sit down and eat, and then I'm like, hours go by, or you know, like other things come up. I think that's the kind of thing that takes away. It looks realistic. I'm like, it does. But I'm just thinking now, when I add the other things in, the main priorities into it, it just kind of doesn't work out. Okay. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of liberating. Yeah. I'll, I'll just offer a little something for you that I do for, for my own schedule. Uh, and maybe this will resonate with you or not. Uh, but... What I usually do the week before, like the week of, on like a Sunday night or a Monday morning, is I write everything that I need to do that week on my on my to do list, and then I take a calendar and I like to do it old school. I have my like a, an actually handwritten calendar, <laughs> and I write out out of that list, you know, one or two things that I can do on each day, so it's spread out. So it's not like all of a sudden I have all of these things that I have to do on one day, right? And feel really overwhelmed by it. But you can just spread it out throughout the day. And then I know that I want to have it done by the end of the week. And there might be some things that get spilled over to the next day or the next day. And then maybe a little bit of that list will get spilled onto the next week. But it's not this way of, oh, I failed. And that was kind of what I heard from you is, oh, I didn't get it done. And uh, you know, you were disappointed in yourself. But what if it's just that you get to do it the next day instead of, oh, I have to do it this day, right? Just that language of I have to do it or I won't get it done into I get to do it today. Mm-hmm. How does that feel for you? I'm still, I'm still digesting that. Yeah. So what are some healthy resources when you're feeling this stress, when you're feeling like you're juggling so much, but then also feeling stuck? Do you have any healthy resources that you use and go to? Um, right now, it's more for going for walks. Okay. But then I never want to come back inside. <laughs> so that also comes me a beer sometimes. Um, walks in nature, um, taking breaks, um, connecting with close friends. Um, they all they all have their disadvantages to it as well. But um, journaling, sometimes stretching. Um, I used to work out, but I feel like that just takes up a lot of my time. So I just prefer stretching, where it just kind of seems like the fifteen minutes would be good for me, or ten minutes would be good for me. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been doing so far. When you said you take breaks, what does breaks mean to you? Like stepping away from what I have to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you step away, is it one of these things that you're listing or is it like completely just not doing anything? Um, not doing the task that I find challenging. Okay. Um, stepping away um, from my computer or stepping away from anything close to the task that I have to do. Yeah. When you sometimes not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you um when you approach that task that is challenging, what does it feel like in your body? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Um take a couple yeah. take a couple of breaths and maybe go back to something that was challenging just recently and you know, 
maybe look at what the conversation was in your mind or what you were feeling, that tension in your body or, or an emotion? Um, I don't usually feel anything, but I do remember recently, I think last night, I feel like when people rush me or I even rush myself, like I think it was, yeah, it was last week, I was like feeling like it was very bad, like it was all here, I couldn't turn my neck. Um, I could turn my neck, but it was just very uncomfortable where I was going to an event, and I was just so uncomfortable, I just wanted to go home, like, I was there, but I was just so, like, I was very uncomfortable, like, I just, I, I could sit down and just talk and chat, but I was just, I did, but, like, I was just very uncomfortable um, in my neck area, I couldn't really be free in my body, if that makes sense, just, mm-hmm. you know, comfortable, that was recently, like, um, and I told her, like, I just came from work. She wanted me to come out, which is I, what I needed, needed anyways, but I couldn't fully enjoy it because I'm just feeling so, like, it was really bad, like, tense right here. In your um, upper neck and shoulders, yeah. It was so bad to the point where I was just, like, it was, it was like, you can't ignore it. Like, even, like, just now that I was saying that I've been, I could ignore that until I breathe, right? It was just light, very touch, a very gentle touch, I said it felt like. But, like, elastic was just so strong that I was just like, oh, my God, bro, like, and I was like, I just, I, I'm like, I hear my internal self, I hear God to like slow down, but I have to like get ready because I'm almost like, I'm personally going to like to make people wait if they're going to pick me up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's one thing I noticed. Um, that's an example of something I noticed. Like, usually when I'm, when it's challenging, I don't really feel anything. I don't really feel anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, okay, well, here we go. And I just go do it, right? Um, I don't really feel anything in my body, but I'm just giving an example when it piles up. That's what it feels like. Okay. Um, yeah. So when you're in that task that feels challenging and you're not feeling anything, what is that moment where you make the decision to to step away from it? What does that look like? Like, what does that conversation um, look like, if you know? I guess when I look at the time and think about what I need to do next in terms of eating or sometimes, like, um, I'm, not, I'm not getting far as I would like to, so I said, okay, let me just do what I can and step away and do what I got to do. Um, or like, like in the past, it was like last year, like last month. I don't really get frustrated that much now, but um, in the past year, I get really, really frustrated. So I definitely have to take a break where I can't really process or do any work. Um, now I was kind of saying, okay, well, it's kind of like, okay, I need, and I noticed that I'm feeling a bit like just, what's the word I can say? Like, I, I, I guess I could say anxious, but it's just because that's the only I'm thinking of. But I know it's probably a better word. I just kind of just step away and be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to something else. Um, let my mind just, you know, reprogram, rethink, um, relax. Okay. Uh, and how long do you usually take for that to, to relax and then go back to the task? Or do you go back to the task? That's the thing. I don't want to go back to the task. That's always the issue. Okay. Okay. I go eat, I go watch a movie, and I'm just like, oh. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you're in, I just want to draw the picture. So, you're in this task that's uncomfortable, and you you hit a wall where you feel it's challenging. You get a bit frustrated. You say, I'm going to take a break. With this intention unconsciously of like, I'm not going back to this thing. But you're like, I'm just going to take a break for a moment. And and then you get into that break. And then there's no conversation to go back to it. Well, not, not that same day. 
Okay. I'm probably looking at a different task. Yeah. But that's more manageable. Yeah. Yeah, that's more manageable. Okay. Um, so I definitely want to sit with that when we go to the resources in a little bit too. Uh, I think we can we can sit with that a little bit in terms of how to keep you in that space without getting frustrated and also abandoning it completely. And then are there any unhealthy resources? And it's not, and you're kind of speaking to that a little bit here of just abandoning it and going into a movie and blah, blah, blah. But are there other um, unhealthy resources that you use when you're stressed? Um, I'll binge eat. It's not exactly bad snacks. I'll just binge eat at the most randomest times. Um on Netflix or any movies, uh, I don't need to be watching that. I could be doing so much <laughs> other task, but I'm like, yeah, this kind of takes my mind off things to get a few laughs, and you know, uh, but I go one after the other. It's an episode I go one after the other. Uh, <laughs> I actually got better at it, to be honest. But yeah. I ha- like now I have more control. I kind of just do that as like a leisure before I used to like just sit like from a certain hour and just like watch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm done with this episode. I just watch again. Yeah. Um, procrastinating, like I had a like. Was it three weeks ago? It was super, super bad. I procrastinated like two weeks straight. I've been procrastinated since I've really been in school, which is like earlier of last year. Um, but now it's not that bad. Right now, it's kind of like I'm more aware. I guess the procrastinating was more like it was really bad since I didn't want to push through. Um, now it's kind of like it's more like turned into like a break kind of thing. It's more of like, I think I'm trying to find the, the difference between now and back then. Okay. Like if I procrastinate now, I kind of think, well, like, okay, how am I going to feel tomorrow if I procrastinate or whatever? I, mean, I look for other ways to kind of balance um, or solve my issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. When you, you said that you're shifting a little bit with the Netflix um, so it's not so much just sitting there, but it's more leisure. Do you have like a certain time like, oh, I can't sit in front of the TV about until whatever time or how how do you clarify it being leisure? Um, this is all in the mind. Okay. Like I'm just thinking, well, I'm eating right now. Let me throw on something to watch while I'm eating. Okay. You know, I get a little leisure time. Okay. Until I go back to my work, okay. you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's the mindful thing, yeah. Um, I do try to separate my day to have the rest of the evening off, but it usually doesn't work because I end up, like, behind in task because um, I take too long or it's just something comes up, which is life. So I, what I try to do now is just when I, I can't take breaks, that's what I just throw in. And not Netflix, but anything. It could be a video on YouTube to say, okay, well, this is my leisure time. Um <laughs> And I eat, and then I snack or whatever. I said, okay, before I go back to my work, this is what your free time looks like for now. And then I go back to my work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll sit with that a little bit. I have an idea for that for you as well. And then another question I have for you is, um, when you feel stressed or triggered, if there's if there was any sort of past trauma, traumatic event, um, how does your body respond or react and how do you respond or react to thoughts or those behaviors, if you have anything? Uh, the only thing I actually had to sit on that one for a bit. The only thing I can think of was, like, if something comes up in my head, it reminds me something I'm not really proud of. I kind of want to freeze. So I'll be doing something, and then I'll stop. And then I'll, like, 
try to like I just try to, I don't know why I do it. I try to squeeze out the thought in my head. I just like freeze and like, oh my god, like and I try to see if it will go away. Um um, I just try to get the image out of my head. Um in in, in no bad way, but I just try to for me I, I just sit there and squeeze it out. It doesn't actually make sense, but I do it anyways. Uh I hope that I close my eyes shut really tight or something and just mm-hmm. kinda just shake off, shake out of my head or something. Um and then as soon as I feel like it's gone a bit, I kinda go back to what I'm doing. Um does that feel does that feel good for you to be able to and what you were doing just visually you close your eyes really tight when you were showing that to me so when you're kind of creating that tension in your face to squeeze it out as you said and you even made fists with your hands (laughs) you made fists with your hands too so it was almost like you were squeezing it like with every ounce of your body does that help for you um, I I don't I think I'm doing fist right now, but I did not do the fist when in the moment. I kind of just do the face. Mm-hmm. I think it helps to an extent, and I keep doing it till it goes away, which I just feel like is also a technique I didn't even know I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it helps to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, in the course that you and I took together, that was actually one of the practices was to tense the body and then to let it go, and we'll we'll kind of revisit that together in just a little bit. Um, and is there any other thing that you want to share, like a story that you want to share, where I also asked you to bring an item that means something to you, a story? Is there anything that, um, and you don't have to, but is there anything else that you want to share that feels relevant here today before we kind of go into some of the practices? Um. Um, I don't even know where to begin. That's the only issue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. It's okay. That's the only thing I could say. Um, um, sorry, can you repeat the question again, please? Yeah, I was just asking if there is anything, you know, based on just what we've been talking about today, and as you were speaking, were there stories that were coming up for you or or anything relevant that you feel like you want to share if there was something from your past? or And I had asked you before the session if you wanted to bring like a little altar item, I said, to um, just share a story around that. So if there's any any little, you know, nugget of of Amanda that we haven't touched on that you want to bring to the light here today. Um. Uh, Jesus. Um, I know what I want to say or things I want to say. I just don't know where to begin. Okay, start wherever, and we'll we'll go all around wherever we need to go. Yeah, this is your time. (laughs) Oof, I'm getting emotional. Okay, it's okay. You're in a good space here. Mm-hmm. 
I think I just like to share. Um, you said to something that really resonates with you. I mean, a couple of things resonate with me, but I definitely say something that we want to. That's very. That's a good. How do I say? Um, something that's very special to me. Um, yeah. I would say I thought about it. There's many things, but I would definitely say uh, my top two would be my Bible and my prayer journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say, um, I remember way back in high school, oof, um, I had an encounter with um, God, and many people may not understand that until you experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, when I understood he's real. Um, it was in my room. It's actually exact same room. I'm living here for a bit. It's <laughs> it's, it's living in a trial is actually very expensive. People don't really realize it's gotten very expensive. So I'm not trying to move. Um, it's actually different, different decorated differently now. Different things in my room now. But it was actually in my room, um, and I was actually in a very dark place, and. Um, I had this Bible and um, I was never really religious, you would say, in my, like, I guess my family was, but never really forced it on me and I was just desperate <laughs> to um, just get out of this dark space. Uh, I was in high school, specifically between the, eight, between the middle of nine to grade 10. And I remember I locked myself in my room so much because I was so depressed. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know what depressed really, I didn't know the word depressed. I didn't know yeah. what that was. Yeah. And it was in that time period that we don't really know what depressed really means, um, what that looks like, right? And now looking back, I'm like, I was depressed. It's so helpful to have clarity, right? Um, but back then, like, what is like pills? What is anything like that to help freeze anything? I didn't know. And I'm glad I didn't know because I found a natural route to take, which I didn't need to take um, to help with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having depression is that was just not fun. I got to the point where I just stayed in my bed. I wouldn't come out. Uh, my mom worked like long hours, I guess, so she was single at the time. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just was kind of like, I don't even remember what exactly I was fighting with, but I was in a really empty place, tired, didn't want to live. Uh, but I didn't have the guts to kill myself because I cared too much about other people around me. I'm like, if I'm done, how will this impact my mom? How will this impact others? Even though nobody, I thought I would really care most of my mom because I know she does the most. Mm-hmm. So she cares, even though she may not have had, at the time understood everything, you know, as as much as she does now. So I didn't do anything. And then I said, okay, let me give this, I'm Googling my emotions and Googling how I'm feeling. And I came across like, okay, let me give God a try. Let me give this Jesus thing a try. And um, I'm like, oh, this Bible here. Let me just let me give it a try or whatever, you know. Um, so I did. Let me just open it up to like I'm typing in like scriptures when you're sad. I think I was desperate. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, let me try this whole spirituality thing. Let me try. And that's when I, you know, built the relationship with God a bit. I mean, let me, I was just talking to him as a friend and I realized the more I talked, the more that he became real, the more I opened my heart. Like he was real. Like I'm like, oh, this stuff is not like no joke. Like he, <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, you know, um, I think I'm really glad that I had the Bible in proximity because and nobody really forced it on because I, I got to experience 
him for myself. Like I remember hearing him speak. I heard him speak three times audibly in high school. And like, I thought it was my mom. Like obviously he didn't sound like, oh my God. Like, but I knew it was him because I knew that like nobody else was there, you know? And it wasn't in a way where it's like, I'm telling you what to do. It was more like I was waking up late for school and I was like, I'm to wake up. And I'm like, no one's home. So like, and I know I'm not tripping. I'm not crazy. I'm not nothing. And I felt like, I heard God the loudest when I was in my darkest moments. I mean, don't get me wrong now. I hear him, I, I hear him better. I hear him now, but it's more so, I guess he wants me to stretch my faith a bit more. He wants me to like go deeper. Like what, for example, like, you know, you do things as a child and as and you get older, you kind of mature. So, you know, you have to be taught differently, right? So I guess when I'm at that certain stage, he gave me what I needed, which is to hear from him. Um, and again, he speaks in many different ways, but I, I never, again, heard him speak audibly. Um, but I do hear him in any other ways, through people, through music, um, through, of course, through his word. Anyways, the point of the matter was I told him what I was going through. I cried out um, and it was like I opened the Bible and it was like everything was just speaking to me. Um, I found this one song. It's free by Kira Shear um, that really spoke to me. And this is how I even started on my journey of dancing. I was dancing when I was younger, but my children journey practiced myself and making it more than just for fun entertainment. I started miming um, to that song. Um, and then prior to that, I also found a different song. Sorry, I'm going a bit ahead of myself. It's okay. called, uh, I don't remember, but I think it was by Jay Moss. And it's basically about a letter to God talking about how broken you were. That mm-hmm. was the first time I ever danced to it. I said, okay, let me just give this shit a try. So I went to my mom, you know, um, with a conscious mindset that I'm there because I want to be, not because I have to be. And I said, okay, well, let me get this dance. And then I tried, they, they let me dance. And I danced to it, I mind to it. And surprisingly, it really touched people. And then that's when I realized this is something that I could do for other people as a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going on a tangent, but it's just pouring out. It's beautiful. And, um, I'm just, and I brought this today because my mentor, like well, a couple of weeks ago, led me to a Bible, a biblical Bible story which talks about like a sister was Mary and Martha, <clears throat> and Mary, like Jesus was coming over, um, and <clears throat> I don't remember the full thing. I'm not like, no, I don't remember all the full details. But the main part of the story was they knew Jesus was coming over. And Mary was just like Mary was just there serving him. While Martha was all over the place trying to make sure the place was clean. This, 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 and it sounded a lot like me because, like you know, like resonated with me because she was doing the most and she was like, "God, like she was telling Jesus, God, like same person and one. He just came in human form, but uh, he was saying just like, don't you see? I'm here trying to like cook for you, clean for you, like make sure the house is ready and like she was getting fussy. She's like, you, but your sister here, she's not helping me. Which is Mary. Um, and Mary was just there sitting with him, you know, being still. Yes. Being still. So, like, that story just came to me as I was thinking about that, about this whole conversation. And I was like, wow. Um, and he was telling, Jesus was telling Martha, you know, she chose the good thing, which is to be my presence, to be still, connecting with him. And, um, wow, this is really calming. And that's really so powerful because what you said earlier, like, sometimes... Because I, I thought it was movement I was coming for, but you said to him, students is better, which is really what I needed. So that's really powerful again. And that story really resonates with me. I'm probably going to go back to it and read it again and just meditate upon that story. Um, so choosing the good thing of just being still and connecting with your creator. And I, like, honestly, that's honestly how I got through so many things I've been through without realizing it. Um, so that's a bit of my story and how I found my voice was started through Miami, started through dancing. 
then I started to do journaling and poetry and so forth. So that's a bit about me. That was very long. I'm so sorry. There's no sorry. That was so beautiful, Amanda. I, when you were sharing, I just got chills through my body so many times with how much you just shared. And it was really beautiful. And also what I want to just note, because I, I noticed this as you were speaking, here I am sitting with you probably for an hour already. And all of a sudden I'm looking at your shirt. And what does your shirt say? I am just being this honest as faith. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I just come on the shine. It sells faith. And I was th- I was listening to you so intently and then I all of a sudden it was like faith just popped in when you were speaking of this darkness that you were experiencing in your in your youth and and how you were finding, you know, how you um, kind of stumbled into God, you know, as you said, in in the way that you found the Bible and was Googling and looking this up. And I love how you found your way. And I, I can completely resonate with the dance. That was my my connection to, in a lot of ways, to something bigger than ourselves, God, universe. And um, so I completely understand how that's that's a saving grace in so many ways. And yes, that story, I know this is the Bible story you're speaking of, of Martha and Mary, and and how it's full circle to what we were speaking of today in terms of connection, of connecting. And, and just watching you speak, you know, here I am asking you questions and kind of, we were dancing around on the surface level. We got deep a couple of times, but, you know, just you sharing this really intimate moment of your life, I saw you bright up. Like you are, beaming. yeah, you're, you're beaming right now. I mean, I know you just moved in your room, but you were beaming right now, and it's almost like you remember that for yourself. This story of, you know, that dark time, but it really connected you to something that's bigger than yourself. It connected you to God. It connected to this divine dance. Yeah, you found dance in a way that, as you used your your voice, you were using that as your voice. And um, I definitely encourage you, if you're not still dancing, to to do that. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you to my movement practice. We will move. To, you and I will move together, I promise. Uh, next time you and I meet on Zoom or maybe someday in person, we'll dance together. I re- would love that. Um, but thank you for sharing that. And there were so many moments that I... I could see the essence of Amanda there and feel you. So thank you for sharing that. And now that you've shared that, how how are you feeling in your body right now? Um sorry I moved. I just needed to put my charge in. I couldn't I That's couldn't okay. end off here. So You're okay. Um, there are no sorries. Um I definitely feel a bit lighter, which is really Yeah. Great. I'm able to stand up. Like yeah. stand up. I mean, stand up. Without, without you know, comfortable. Yeah. Um, I was able to talk and like sit up for proper posture, which is really what <laughs> I couldn't do a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, um, I I definitely feel like I need to get I need, I need to like go down my lane a bit and remind myself like where I've come from. Always, nothing I do is out of my own strength. Yeah. Um. So it was really helpful. I, I sometimes go in there, like you can easily go there, but it's not as impactful. But I guess when you share, for, even when you share it for a purpose, I, I didn't intentionally like, yeah, you know, share it with the intention of like sharing God or whatever. But I just 
you pull that out of me and realize like about myself and like if I gone through A, B, and C, like and I'm still here, like I could still get to W X Y Z W T Y W X. Like, you know, like so um I definitely feel a bit more rejuvenated. Mm. Um and it's funny you said dancing again, because so many people I used to get so like frustrated because um that was one way of how I showcased my drama showcased uh use my voice to showcase my trauma and to become behalf of people. But I got to a point as I got older, I wanted to journal, I wanted to speak. You know, I just didn't want to dance in person. Even though I know I have a powerful gift, um, of course, when I gave my, gave my life to God, um, to Jesus, salvation, and the anointing, the power was more heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just like, you know how somebody, like, it's two different things, but I'm going to give a better example. You know how somebody has an energy with like so vibrant, nothing can like, you just connect to them. That's what how heavy that I had that that healing anointing, mm. that power. Because of course it's not mine. And when I gave my life to him, it became to get more thicker. So when I touch people or put my hand, somebody like like, like for example, I'm your example. There was one time I went to a retreat and they asked us, you know, God, somebody to pray with them. It was a young adult retreat at the time, and I thought I just had to pray for like I don't know what my gift really was. Young, just dancing and movement, and. I told everybody to circle around her, you know, um, just moving in, in the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And I told her, like, I don't know why I was doing it. I put my hand on her heart and she was telling me afterwards, like she felt like she was going to break, like her heart was breaking, that she was going to just mm-hmm. drop, like she was going to faint. And I had no idea, you know, it's going back to it again. The fact that sometimes we, we don't want to do certain things, but it really impacts others. So like, people are like, oh, when are you going to dance again? When are you going to dance? And it's just... I like to dance when it's organic, not mm-hmm. when I'm forced. Then it becomes yeah. like, it's, it's not real, you yeah. know? And I think I'm at a place where for a bit that I didn't dance. Mm-hmm. I think also in my own healing journey as well, I needed other avenues to kind of grow. Yeah. Um, so thank you for bringing me back to that as well. Just, you know, that real place. Yeah. Um, and not letting professionalism take over. Mm-hmm. That's also part of it as well. So yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I, and I don't want to take anything away from, you know, your connection to God, but I want to fra- rephrase a way of for you to look at things. If, what if what if all of this is you? And I don't mean like the little ego you, but what if mm-hmm. these gifts that you have are you? That's the essence of you. Um, these voices that you hear are you, your inner voice, your that that kind of connection of what God is, but you also need you to be in that. Does that make sense? How does that feel for you? Um, so can you elaborate, like, the you part a bit more? So, you know, I kind of think of, like, there's, like, the big I and the little I, you know, I am. And it, we think of, like, mm-hmm. the little I as the ego, right? My ego self of, oh, I do X, Y, and Z, so I'm, at, you know, this person and this person. But then we have, like, the big I, right, which is really our soul, right? Our essence mm-hmm. and our essence comes into this experience of your body as Amanda and it expresses itself out. But then we also have this little eye that gets in the way, right? We can think of it as sort of, you know, like that one that's wants to be big, like it's <laughs> the little eyes, like wants okay. to be big and be seen, but your essence, mm-hmm. you know, your essence of Amanda, your soul that came into you that has that very in- intimate connection with God, right? Um, they're they're one and the same 
But then there's this little eye that's like jumping up and down, wants to be seen and heard. And is the also that kind of that voice of like, I'm stuck. I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. But the big eye, your big self, your soul, your connect, that deep connection to God is perfect, is complete, is the one who tells you, Amanda, wake up. You're oversleeping. <laughs> and you're like, what? Where was that? Right. That's, that's you. That's you. Does that make sense? It does. But mm-hmm. I'm going to need to ask the question again so I can yeah. put two and two together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you have another question? No, what's the question you were asking me? Why oh. I asked you to explain it? Oh, like, sorry. Yeah. Um, the question I was asking is how does it feel to know that it's you? It's you that has the gift. It's you that is showing up for yourself that essence, that soul. How does right that feel? now? Yeah, just how does that feel to know that? Um, that it's not outside of yourself, but it's really deep within you. <laughs> I guess it's reaffirming that everything I need is already within me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but that's just, I am just here to offer, I'm just here to ask questions. I'm not, I don't have any expectations. This is your journey. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any expectations or right or wrong answers. Um, This is for you. These are just questions for you to sit with. Yeah. Yeah. It's reaffirming. Okay. I guess I would say that's reaffirming. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. And I would just invite you to, you know, and we're going to shift in a moment into some of the practices that we can, you can integrate into your life in a moment. But um, while we're here, I would invite if you have a meditation practice and, and we'll talk about meditation too, because you are, you're such a mover like me. I can see even just as we've been talking, you've been moving around in your space and, and I can, t- and you know, now that I know that you're a dancer, Um, And you're frozen. um, Meditation. Am I here? You got me? Yeah, you're here now. Yeah. Meditation doesn't have to be in stillness. Meditation can be the movement. So when you're in that space of meditation, and, and I don't know if you have that experience of dancing and it feels like a meditation, right? You're kind of just dropped in. You're not worrying about what's happening out there. Does that feel for you? Like when you drop into dance? So when we're in that space of dancing, in that meditation, um, I'll just invite you into that space of, of listening to God, right? Invite God, invite your big I into, into that conversation and just allow yourself to see what comes up for you. How does it feel and how can you carry that into your life to show up as like the big A, Amanda, and not just that little, like, little A Amanda who's telling you that you're stuck and that you're not good enough and, you know, you have to do X, Y, and Z in order to do this. That you are already perfect as as you are. How does that feel? Um, again, reaffirming because yeah. I'm more of a doer. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm, I'm, I'm moving because I'm uncomfortable. That's why. Like if I, cause I haven't been meditating, so that's also partly why I'm moving a lot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. What 
for me, I have to do before I can say how does that feel. Yeah. Um, but you telling me that reminds me of like, again, like what I used to do, but I haven't done. It's more like I've just been journaling and writing. We didn't have the energy, so I was just like there on the mat and just not do anything. Yeah. Um, so it's reaffirming for me. I am I'm totally want to have you in my movement practice because I think you're gonna <laughs> love it so I'll I'll talk to you af- afterwards and we'll we'll get you set up because I think it'll really resonate in your body too um, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to share my screen and I'm gonna pull up some practices that and and what I'll do after we're over is I'll email this this actual document that I'm gonna show you and and give you like my little prescription for for practices that I think will be helpful and anything extra that um, that I kind of wrote notes about. So uh, let me do that right now. Um, Okay, that's it. And share screen. Okay, where did it go? Okay, so Amanda, you'll receive this when when we uh, sit to when I send you an email, and so I'm not going to go through everything here today, and because a lot of it you'll probably recognize from the course that you and I took together, um, but mm-hmm. but I'll give you some of the 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 ones that I think will really resonate with with where you're at in your in your life and your practice. So one that I, I really love is here and now I'm feeling. And we did this together in the centering. We just recognized where you were feeling a sensation in your body. And we were breathing with it. And we were observing how it feels. And we're going to do this again together in just a moment. Um, just to recognize, again, those places where you might be holding tension. And I invite you to do this when you're in a neutral place in your life, right? If you're just kind of in a relaxed state, there's no anxiety, there's no running around. And so that you're in a really neutral state, but then as you get a little bit stronger with that connection, if this is a new practice to you, um, to, to start to integrate it into those moments where you catch yourself, especially those moments where you were saying like, I wanna take a break, where you're feeling frustrated, Instead of completely stepping away from the task to be in that here and now I'm feeling and then checking in and seeing, well, maybe I don't need to fully take a break. Some days you might and some days you can go, oh, I just needed to breathe for a few breaths, right? And then you can go back into the task. That's my hope for you. Um, So actually, we'll do that. We're going to do that together, but we're going to also invite, I'm going to invite you to use the second one that's on this list of hands on body. And because you have this tension, and I'll go ahead and stop my share just so that you and I can see each other. But um, because you have this tension in your shoulders and your neck, I'm going to invite you when we do the exercise is to actually bring your hands to the place where you are. I'm going to invite you to bring your hands to where it is you feel tension. So, yeah, go ahead and come to a place. And, yeah, place your hands wherever that is that you might feel tension. Or if you don't feel it right now, um, just where it generally tends to be. And you can close your eyes if that feels safe for you. And we'll take a couple of breaths here. So a deep breath in through the nose. And a big exhale, sigh it out. And then just notice the weight of your hands on your body as you breathe now into your hands. So let your breath move into the hands. 
And as you exhale, let the weight of your hands release a little bit more deeply into the place where you have them on your body. And then just once again, breathe into the hands there. And as you exhale, let your weight of your hands be received. The body receives the hands. And take a few more breaths here, and maybe you experience a sensation beneath the hands. I, I like to think of the hands as eyes and ears. So they're looking in and hearing those places that might be of discomfort. But if you need to move your hands somewhere else, so if you're feeling like I see you moving around a little bit, if you need to move your hands to another place in your body, let your hands move to wherever it is that you might feel sensation and let your hands provide support for that place. And just notice the sensation that is there. Yeah, and we're not labeling it good or bad or right or wrong or pleasurable or painful or uncomfortable or comfortable. But get really specific in terms of what's the vibration? Is it a low vibration, a high vibration? Does it have, um, is it really a pinpointed place of sensation or does it radiate out through the body? Just be curious for the next few breaths about the sensation. And as you breathe with that, maybe you notice something changes with that. Another breath in. Another exhale out. And then just go ahead and open the eyes if they're still closed. And just see if there's anything if there's something that you want to share about that experience or if not that's okay too where were you oh, feeling no. you're getting tired sorry that's okay no. where were you were you feeling any specific place of sensation um a little bit in my lower back okay and um like um, the area where my neck turns mm. yeah okay and did it change at all after you were focusing on it and breathing with it on uh, my back yes my neck no okay um i'm trying to see if i turn my neck all the way around a little bit <laughs> it might be justice but yeah not so much yeah yeah and we just did a really short version of that, but I'll invite you to continue to, to work with that. And I, why I really love this, these two exercises together, the hands, I, like I said in the meditation, the hands being on the body, I think of them as eyes and ears because a lot of times, and you might've learned this you know, in the work that you've done so far too, in your own professional journey, um, is that a lot of times our sensations just want to be seen and heard, right? We have so many 
um, places, our body is, it has a memory too, right? It has its own memory. And so when it doesn't feel seen and heard, that's where we have that sensation of discomfort. And then if we don't address it, it turns into pain. And if we don't turn address that, it turns into some sort of disease or an injury, right? And so when we take a little bit of time to acknowledge it, right, with the hands being that nurturing and what you experienced with your friend, right? You said you put your hand on her her heart and she felt everything shift. And it was almost like you were acknowledging her heart space because her heart space didn't feel seen and heard, right? But your hand was there acknowledging her heart space, whatever it was that needed to be seen and heard. And you didn't consciously need to know what that was, but her acknowledging, you acknowledging her heart space was what shifted, right? So give that to yourself too. It sounds like you have healing hands. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, Yeah, give yourself, give yourself that, that gift of acknowledgement too, because I think that's what happens. And when I was listening to you speak earlier of, um, you know, you feel this tension when you're outside with other people and it's almost like, and I'm guessing too, that you're a bit of um, an empath where you take on a lot of other people's emotions, right? And so that's where you feel a little uncomfortable. You don't feel safe. So you almost, and I'm going to invite you to explore a little bit more of that armor, you know, that confidence you were saying, um, is like how, if you were doing that in a way that's protecting you from all of that other stuff. And so when you don't, you're not fully protected, you feel that tension in the neck and the shoulders. So when you're in those spaces in public, like how can you breathe and acknowledge it? Maybe it is just breathing up into the shoulders and the neck and see if that, that breath will acknowledge that space and soften a little bit. How does that feel for you? Um, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very helpful. That was, yeah, that was very deep. Okay. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I'll share my screen a little bit more here. Uh, and so, I, I'm again. I'm not going to go through everything here today, but um, you said that you journal. And if that's something that really resonates with you, I'll invite you into mantra. So I have here mantra of choice, and this has really helped to center yourself. So what I usually Mm -hmm. do when I write in my journal is if I'm going through something, yeah, I'll use my journal to get it out. And then what I'll do is I'll notice the words that are showing up a lot. Like, what am I working through? And then I'll create a mantra from that, and I'll use that to center me. So an example is, I was going through, I was doing a lot of this inner work and you were speaking of this too, of like, uh, you know, you're, you have all these personal goals and this personal transfer, personal growth that you want to do, but not feeling like you were getting anywhere. Right. So I was experiencing that myself too. And I wasn't having a lot of fun doing this inner work. So what I was saying, I was like, why am I, you know, I kept asking this question, like, why am I still here? Like, what the hell? And what I, the answer that came to me was that there wasn't joy involved. And so then when I was writing in my journal, um, you know, and seeing this, like seeing like just frustration and like, why, why, why? And then I realized, oh, there's no joy here. So my mantra for the year, I think it was 2019, was move with joy. So everything that, yeah, so move with joy. So if I was in a situation 
like for example you being with your friends and feeling uncomfortable in whatever that is how can I move here with joy? How can I be present with them with joy? Even though it might be an uncomfortable conversation, how can I still, maybe you have a great laugh, Amanda. How can I interject this laugh within our conversation and, and bring that joy into the, like a lightness into our conversation so it's not so heavy for all of us? That's just an example. Um, so I invite you into a mantra. So finding, you know, like I said, I like to use the journal and then finding just one word or a very short phrase that you can come to and it can just hum underneath you during the day. How does that feel for you? Mm-hmm. That resonates, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the other ones for grounding, I think that I'm going to go through those. I'm not going to go through those because those are a lot that you and I did with um, the class that we took. And I think that you would probably, you probably have those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also, when you were having our conversation, they weren't anything that really jumped up at, out at me. But the containment, so the squeeze of the, you were talking about Um, What was the word you were using? Oh, you were saying I have to squeeze it out. When you were experiencing like that trigger, you were like, oh, I just have to squeeze. So you were actually squeezing your fist. You were making scrunching up your face. And so let's (laughs) use that. Yeah. So um, here in containment, tighten and relax muscles. So I would even just scan your body and see like, let me take, put so much tension in my shoulders and squish up my face. Like actually really do it. Not just your face, but like everywhere in your body, squeeze, 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 and then let it go. And then see, right, the, the contrast, but then also see that you actually begin to release it a little bit more. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm just listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and then I think I'm going, I had another, I had something else here and I'll, and I'll send this to you because the other things you and I have also gone through in the class, in the class that we did together, the safe place, the nurturing figure, the protective figure, the wisdom figure. Do that, does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been a while, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I need to revisit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, you know, the one that, you can do all of these, but the one that I feel like for you is probably the safe place. So I would that would be an invitation into a journal for you is if you know of a safe place, if there's something that feels really safe to you where you can feel completely relaxed and not just like, oh, I'm relaxed at home. Like you said, oh, I'm here relaxed at home. But like if there's somewhere even more, maybe it is even like on a beach somewhere. I think or something. it's more so. Okay, so when I say that, I think so. an example that I, that I um, was saying earlier, the reason why I was kind of uncomfortable at that event, because tension was so high. If I didn't have that tension so high, we were able to just, even though I didn't interact, I think it came, like in the conversations, it wasn't noticed when I had to like, when the when the event actually started, that's when I noticed it, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of safe, because I think for me, it just needs to be my body right now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Of course. I can yeah. I can create one anywhere with people. I, I can I can just connect. It's nothing. It's not hard. I'm a connector. Yeah. So, um, it actually distracts me, right? Yeah. Um, if you if, if you want to put it that way, but I think right now it's more of my body because that's that's where I go every everywhere with, right? Yeah. Connecting to this topic. Beautiful. Um, yeah. 
And and I and I want to add just another layer to that because that's ultimately what we're trying to do is create that safe place, not the external, but so that we feel safe in our body. And so that's maybe something to play with is is there an external place where you feel safe so that your body can really feel relaxed, right? What does relax feel like for Amanda? You know, what are the sensations that you're experiencing? Hopefully it's the lack of the sensation in your shoulders and the neck, but there might be other layers too. So we start with the external of where you feel safe to work ultimately down into where you feel safe in your body. So Mm -hmm. that's the one I'm going to invite you to, to practice with, you know, definitely go into write in your journal. And the other little takeaway I'll offer to you today too was um, a couple of things. So the breaks, because you were, you know, I want to invite you into like the stillness. Yeah. Allowing yourself to be the stillness. And I think we cover that with the exercises we just looked at, but you also need that balance of the productivity, right? And so to look at the productivity, a couple of things I was thinking about for you is you, what you were saying is you take these breaks and then you step away from them and you don't go back. (laughs) so first step is to do a little here and now I'm feeling with your hands on your body right maybe that's the break that you're still there or maybe you just need to stand up right if you're at the computer and you just need to stand up and then you do a little here and now I'm feeling take five to ten breaths with that check in okay maybe I'm ready to go back again right if it's five to ten breaths and you're like oh no I need to go take a real break right maybe set a timer so set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where you can do whatever you want. I love giving myself unstructured time within the structure of time. So I'll give myself like 15 minutes or an hour, whatever it is that you feel that it's safe to do. And you can do whatever you want to do in that 15 minutes. Is it go down the YouTube rabbit hole? Okay, fine. Is it watch Netflix? Okay, fine. Whatever it is, talk on the phone, but have the timer so that when that timer goes off, whatever that time is and be realistic with yourself and that you're going to go back. Yeah. To go back, wrap it up, wrap it up that little rabbit hole of yours and then go back into the task. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So try that out and see if it helps. I hope it does. <laughs> I think I'm a timer. That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes what happens is that we get so wrapped up in the structured time. It's like, I have to do this. I have to do that, 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 with all of our little check, you know, put the checks next to it. But then there's no unstructured. And so that's what where we start to fight and be kind of like, I'm not going back to work, right? So I'm going to throw everything out the window today. Instead, <laughs> let's like just give ourselves pocket of unstructured time where we can be unproductive, right? Being in that space will allow us to go back. But if we don't ever give ourselves that time to go back, then we won't go back. <laughs> For some of us, yeah. So I hope that's helpful. And, you know, as I said, I will be sending you an email with all of this information just to remind um, you. And this recording because I definitely want to go back and just chew on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'll have this recording. And... um Yeah, and we will definitely stay in touch. I would love to have you come to my movement practice because I think that would be so much fun to dance with you (laughs) and move with you and be still with you. 
but yeah, thank you, Amanda. Do you have anything else that you want to say or ask before we wrap up? Um, I have nothing to say. Okay. But I would just definitely say, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all learned to listen to your bodies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Oh, man. Um, um, that's all I got to say. Thank you so much, Phoebe, for... Um, this time and offering the opportunity because definitely this is what I needed and who knows what somebody else may have needed to hear yeah. I'm listening so it goes both ways so thank you so much and I'm excited yeah. to just listen to the audio again um, yeah. and just digest it more um, thank you yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just I do. I want to acknowledge you too for again just being um brave to share a bit of you to this world because it's going to go out into the podcast world. And and to and to also to trust me. It's really an honor to that you felt safe to share so much with me. So thank you for that. And I do, I do believe we'll stay connected in ways that we're connected comes back. Um, and yeah, thank you again for, for spending time with me today. And I, again, I hope that I was of some kind of service to you. So thank you, Amanda. I'm sorry. I have a question. Sorry, yeah. I have to, you know, what does what nomads stand for? Why did you call the community or podcast? I love yeah. it. Yeah. So Nomad is the name of my business, Nomad Always at Om, which is O-M. And if you mm -hmm. know about yoga, that's the that's the mantra we say at the end of class, Om. Yeah, and it's um, a little play on like always at home, always at home. Um, yes. So and and we also offer retreats. So the Nomad came with like the traveling, but it's a, not it. just, but it goes back to our session here today. This movement, the traveling, but then also traveling within the stillness. So there's always okay. this dance between the traveling out in the world and seeing what is out there, connecting with what is beyond our, our, our own bodies and our own little communities, and then also traveling within and connecting deeper into our bodies, into our big eyes, right? Our soul, our essence. So I hope you enjoyed our time with Amanda. I certainly did. It was um, just such a beautiful experience to be able to witness, witness just in a short amount of time shifts that, that, that people can make. And I'm sure I can look forward to hearing how Amanda's journey unfolds as she continues on. And so again, if you, if this series resonated with you, I invite you to come and and share a self-discovery session with me. So go ahead and visit nomadalwaysatome.com. Just click on the page Phoebe and you will see a little bit more about me and the sessions that you can sign up for. Not only self-discovery, but movement practices, breath work, movement 109, and mentoring. So um, whatever it is that you're seeking, I will be there and guide you. And if you, if this episode resonated with you, please go ahead and leave us a review. Give us some little stars wherever you're at, just go wherever you're hanging out, leave us some good juju and pass it on. If you think that the self-discovery session is something that would resonate with somebody who's out there that you love and, and is having a hard time and, and needs some new practices, send this episode out to them and show them your love. All right. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, everybody.